Hello, ladies. We are on week two, day four. This one is called Deliverer Exodus. The reading from scripture today is Exodus 12 and Exodus 24. We're going to go ahead and listen to Exodus 12 first. Exodus 12. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the 14th day of the month, when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. That same night they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire, along with bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roasted over a fire with the head, legs, and internal organs. Do not leave any of it till morning. If some is left till morning, you must burn it. This is how you are to eat it. With your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand, eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. On that same night I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals. And I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. This is a day you are to commemorate. For the generations to come, you shall celebrate it as a festival to the Lord, a lasting ordinance. For seven days you are to eat bread made without yeast. On the first day, remove the yeast from your houses. For whoever eats anything with yeast in it from the first day through the seventh must be cut off from Israel. On the first day, hold a sacred assembly. And another one on the seventh day. Do no work at all on these days except to prepare food for everyone to eat. That is all you may do. Celebrate the festival of unleavened bread because it was on this very day that I brought your divisions out of Egypt. Celebrate this day as a lasting ordinance for the generations to come. In the first month you are to eat bread made without yeast from the evening of the 14th day until the evening of the 21st day. For seven days, no yeast is to be found in your houses. And anyone, whether foreigner or native-born, who eats anything with yeast in it must be cut off from the community of Israel. Eat nothing made with yeast. Wherever you live, you must eat unleavened bread. Then Moses summoned all the elders of Israel and said to them, Go at once and select the animals for your families and slaughter the Passover lamb. Take a bunch of hyssop dip it into the blood in the basin and put some of the blood on the top and on both sides of the door frame. None of you shall go out of the door of your house until morning. 
When the Lord goes through the land to strike down the Egyptians, he will see the blood on the top and sides of the doorframe and will pass over that doorway. And he will not permit the destroyer to enter your houses and strike you down. Obey these instructions as a lasting ordinance for you and your descendants. When you enter the land that the Lord will give you as he promised, observe this ceremony. And when your children ask you, what does this ceremony mean to you? Then tell them, it is the Passover, sacrifice to the Lord who passed over the houses of the Israelites in Egypt and spared our homes when he struck down the Egyptians. Then the people bowed down and worshipped. The Israelites did just what the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sat on the throne to the firstborn of the prisoner who was in the dungeon, and the firstborn of all the livestock as well. Pharaoh and all his officials and all the Egyptians got up during the night, and there was loud wailing in Egypt, for there was not a house without someone dead. During the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron and said, Up, leave my people, you and the Israelites. Go, worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herds as you have said, and go, and also bless me. The Egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country, for otherwise they said, We will all die. So the people took their dough before the yeast was added and carried it on their shoulders in kneading troughs, wrapped in clothing, the Israelites did as Moses instructed and asked the Egyptians for articles of silver and gold and for clothing. The Lord had made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people, and they gave them what they asked for. So they plundered the Egyptians. The Israelites journeyed from Ramses to Sukkoth. There were about 600,000 men on foot besides women and children. Many other people went up with them and also large droves of livestock, both flocks and herds. With the dough the Israelites had brought from Egypt, they baked loaves of unleavened bread. The dough was without yeast because they had been driven out of Egypt and did not have time to prepare food for themselves. Now the length of time the Israelite people lived in Egypt was 430 years. At the end of the 430 years to the very day, all the Lord's divisions left Egypt. Because the Lord kept vigil that night to bring them out of Egypt, on this night all the Israelites are to keep vigil to honor the Lord for the generations to come. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, These are the regulations for the Passover meal. No foreigner may eat it. Any slave you have bought may eat it after you have circumcised him. But a temporary resident or a hired worker may not eat it. It must be eaten inside the house. Take none of the meat outside the house. Do not break any of the bones. The whole community of Israel must celebrate it. A foreigner residing among you who wants to celebrate the Lord's Passover must have all the males in his household circumcised. Then he may take part like one born in the land. No uncircumcised male may eat it. The same law applies both to the native born and to the foreigner residing among you. All the Israelites did just what the Lord had commanded Moses and Aaron. And on that very day, the Lord brought the Israelites out of Egypt by their divisions. Exodus 30.
Okay. So usually we would go into the next one and then into the reading, but I have to pause for a second and go to question two. Because question two on page 36 says, read Exodus 12 and meditate on the truth that Jesus is our Passover lamb. How do you think the knowledge of the Passover would have influenced the people's understanding of John the Baptist calling Jesus the Lamb of God in John 1.29. So let's go ahead and meditate on that for a minute and then maybe even pause this and answer that question while it's fresh in your mind. Um, that passage was long, but it was definitely interesting and how the whole Passover and everything worked out. We actually just learned about the Passover and Moses and Aaron going to free the Israelites in Journey Kids this past Sunday. They've actually been studying it for all of September, but this past Sunday was directly about the Passover. So that's always fascinating when things come together like that. Next, we're going to go ahead and read Exodus, Exodus 24. Exodus 24. Then the Lord said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel. You are to worship at a distance, but Moses alone is to approach the Lord. The others must not come near, and the people may not come up with him. When Moses went and told the people all the Lord's words and laws, they responded with one voice. Everything the Lord has said, we will do. Moses then wrote down everything the Lord had said. He got up early the next morning and built an altar at the foot of the mountain and set up 12 stone pillars representing the 12 tribes of Israel. Then he sent young Israelite men and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed young bulls as fellowship offerings to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in bowls and the other half he splashed against the altar then he took the book of the covenant and read it to the people they responded we will do everything the lord has said we will obey moses then took the blood sprinkled it on the people and said this is the blood of the covenant that the lord has made with you in accordance with all these words moses and aaron Nadab and Abihu and the 70 elders of Israel went up and saw the God of Israel. Under his feet was something like a pavement made of lapis lazuli, as bright blue as the sky. But God did not raise his hand against these leaders of the Israelites. They saw God and they ate and drank. The Lord said to Moses, come up to me on the mountain and stay here and I will give you the tablets of stone with the law and commandments I have written for their instruction. Then Moses set out with Joshua, his aide, and Moses went up on the mountain of God. He said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come back to you. Aaron and Hur are with you, and anyone involved in a dispute can go to them. When Moses went up on the mountain, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord settled on Mount Sinai. For six days the cloud covered the mountain, and on the seventh day the Lord called to Moses from within the cloud. To the Israelites the glory of the Lord looked like a consuming fire on top of the mountain. Then Moses entered the cloud as he went on up the mountain, 
and he stayed on the mountain forty days and forty nights. Exodus. Okay, so that was Exodus twenty-four. So now to go to question three, real quick, on page thirty-six. In Exodus twenty-four, the covenant is confirmed. The scene may seem a bit odd to us as Moses sprinkles blood on the people. But read the following verses and record your thoughts on the connections below. So we'd ask you to turn to Hebrews 9, 22, Hebrews 12, 24, and Hebrews 10. Sorry, ladies, you're going to have to look that one up, those three up, <laughs> and do that on your own. I'm going to go ahead and read page 35, though, the reading for um, week two, day four. It says, when the book of Genesis closed, the descendants of Jacob were all in Egypt, where Joseph had helped the children of Israel survive a, fam a famine. Joseph had, ris had risen to a great power in the land of Egypt, and the start of the book of Exodus shows how God had been faithful to that long-ago promise to Abraham. His children were multiplying just as God said they would. But in the first chapter of Exodus, we learn that the Pharaoh came to power that did not know Joseph. He looked at the ever-expanding people of Israel as a threat and a menace and a decreed that all Israelite baby boys be killed. God raised up during this difficult time to deliver that would one day save his people. He was placed in a, bas he was placed in a basket and floated down the Nile in an attempt to save his life. And he was found by the daughter of the Pharaoh and raised as her own. God, again, working behind the scenes, and it would be in the house of the Pharaoh that the rescuer of Israel would grow up. God would appear to Moses in the wilderness and speak to him through a burning bush called Moses to rescue the people of Israel. The task seemed impossible, but nothing is impossible with God. After signs and wonders and ten plagues, God would call his people out of Egypt. Before they left Egypt, God would in institute the Passover. The significant feast was a celebration of how God had passed over the firstborn of Israel when they had followed the Lord and placed the blood on their door doorpost. But this memorial feast didn't, did more than just look good, look back at God's faithfulness in the past. It also looked forward to a day when Jesus would come as the true and better Passover lamb and save his people from their sin. It looked forward to a time when John the Baptist would cry out, Behold the Lamb of God. Moses, is, Moses delivered the people of Israel from slavery. And that deliverance served to the point that people to a far greater deliverer would one day deliver his people from slavery of sin. The book of Exodus contains the story of the people's deliverance from Egypt. But it also tells us about what happened when they left. When we see God providing for the people in the wilderness and the people complaining at every turn, the book of Exodus is also significant because in here, it's in here that we see the beginning of the giving of the law. From the Ten Commandments given on top of the mountain to the chapters of political and civil laws to the ratifying of a covenant, the law was a turning point in history of Israel. God was forming the nation of Israel. What had started as a single family in the land of Egypt had grown to people of millions is now being established as the covenant people of God. In Exodus, the people will build a tabernacle of God, which would be a place of worship and sacrifice. It'd be a place where God would dwell. From Eden, 
God had desired to dwell in his people. Sin mirrored the story in Genesis 3. But the tabernacle brought forth a new era where the people of God would have a dedicated place of worship and where God would dwell in the midst of his people. The faithful God of Israel would not abandon his children in the wilderness. Question 1 on page 36. When Abraham died, he had a son with his wife Sarah. He had no idea how God would be faithful to the promise that was made in Genesis 12. In the opening of Exodus, we see God's faithfulness on display as the descendants of Abram were now a nation of men, of millions. How does this encourage you to trust God to be faithful to you? I've already mentioned question two and three. So enjoy digging into those ladies and I'll be back for day five soon.